God's Word tonight. I have the greatest privilege of introducing our speaker tonight, and he's not just a guest speaker, uh, but something powerful happened on this platform. We saw across our video screens uh, on the 9th of February, Pastor Luke Bro uh, handed the leadership baton to Pastor Steve and Big Screen, who were appointed as Steve, uh, senior pastors of Elam Christian Centre. Come on, let's show honour where honour is due. And, um, and I'm not here to hang on, remain sitting. I'm finished here, but. Um, for me, I just want to um, say a little bit about Stephen Beck's. Um, Steve walked into this church 18 years ago. Uh, Bex was preaching. Uh, I think my story is right, but go with that. But uh, it makes a great story, by the way. And uh, he came to support his girlfriend who was preaching that Sunday. And he sat at the back. And uh, I think God saw the next senior pastor of Elam Christian Centre when he walked in through those doors. And, uh, and this is a godly couple. We are so proud that God has chosen them to be our senior pastors. Uh, we want you to know that we love you guys. We honour you. The hand of the Lord is on you and your children. And I know they're going to take this ministry to new levels. And I pray that, I, I hope that everybody here in this room, the best thing that we can do for our senior pastors is to encourage them, to pray for them uh, every day. Let me tell you, when the, when the enemy wants to attack a church and nation, he starts at the top. Uh, but we as a church, we want to keep praying and we believe in them. So you can stand to your feet right now and we are going to give Pastor Steve Green, our senior pastor, a big welcome as he comes and preaches tonight. So fantastic. All right, you can sit down, sit down. Thank you so much. You're amazing. And it's so good to see all our campuses here and so many people here. Uh, just great, man. What a way to spend a Sunday evening, man. Just come hang out here. Uh, we're going to have an absolutely amazing time. You happy to be here, church? So, so good. And uh, man, we're honoured to have you, honoured to host you here at Bonnie. It is hot, so your sermon notes do double as fans. Connect cards make great fans. Uh, if you're sitting next to someone from a Pacific island, I bet you they've got a good one. So um, just make use of that friendship right now. That'd be amazing. Uh, look, at, everyone started when I said that. It's like, you're all super polite, and then you're just like, uh, don't do it. And then like, now when I say it's okay, everyone's like, oh gosh, thank you so much. I follow this guy anywhere. <laughs> just one your support. Um, loving it. Uh, amazing. Welcome to the first combined campus service of 2020. And it's going to be a phenomenal year. I'm just excited about it. Do you know that February, uh, this last month just gone, was the largest month in our church's history across our campuses, the largest ever. We averaged over 4,500 people in church across our campuses on Sunday mornings. Isn't that amazing? Come on, give God some praise. That's insane. And great to... Have all our leads praying and to round off 21 days of prayer together is just, just a really, really cool thing. And I do pray that 21 days of prayer has stirred something in you for more. Uh, God has more for you. And I wanna share uh, a word that I feel God's laid on my heart and, uh, and we'll see where we go with it. Look, if it's, if it's good, just say amen. If it's not that good, amen me anyway. It'll make me feel good uh, about myself and my life. And I won't go home and cry tonight. Thank you, Mikey D. How good is it Whangarei got in the car and drove all the way here? Listen, all... All those people from your campus that didn't come from South Auckland or East Auckland, whatever. Listen, if Whangarei can get here, check your heart. That's all I'm going to say. If you've got a Bible, open up 1 Corinthians chapter number 2. 1 Corinthians number 2. If you've got an iPhone, you can open that up. There's a great Bible app called Uversion. Open that up. It'll be on the screens as well, I think. And if all of that doesn't work, I'm going to read it for you anyway. It says this, 1 Corinthians 2 verse 14. The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, 
for they are folly to him. And he's not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. I'm gonna say that again. The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God for they are folly to him and he's not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. I wanna preach a message tonight called Spiritually Natural and Naturally Spiritual. And I wanna unpack this whole idea of us being both spiritually natural and naturally spiritual. Uh, Boyd kind of stole my thunder a little bit, but you know, when I, when I came in these doors, I actually came in these doors, the doors of this church around 20 years ago. So in fact, the, the day we were inducted as senior pastors, it was 19 years to the day that I gave my life to Jesus in this church. Isn't that amazing? It was just kind of happened to fall on that same day and just absolutely amazing that uh, that in 19 years, God has done such a work in a really a messed up kind of guy in his life and taken me to this place. But it's all glory to God. It's like, I'm just an idiot who doesn't know what to do. And I'm just like, let's just go. But when I came in these doors, I came from a very natural world, a very natural perspective, a very natural life. I didn't grow up in church. We didn't read the Bible, didn't know anything about God, nothing like that. But I came, so I came to this place looking at everything from a natural worldview, a natural perspective. And I, but what I discovered growing up as a young man in my teenage years, that there was something that the natural world couldn't fulfill for me. There was questions that they couldn't answer. There were things that they wouldn't, uh, that, that didn't make sense to me. And so I began a journey to find purpose and find meaning and find hope and search for this thing that I was looking for that I wasn't really sure what it was. And it led me into the doors of this church. And I found all these weirdos singing songs. I walked in these doors and it was amazing. I walked in these doors and from the minute I stepped foot in here, all I wanted to do was cry. It just was like unbelievable. And, and, and I wasn't emotional. It was just this, this moment, this like, I encountered something in this place. And sure, all these, I didn't understand any of it. I thought, why are all these people just kissing up to God? It's like, the songs you sing is like, God, you're amazing. God, you're awesome. I'm like, come on, he gets it, all right? Just calm down. And then people lifting their hands. I'm like, why are you lifting your hands, bro? You got a question? Put them down. Like, just relax yourself. In the heat of summer, sometimes it's not a good idea to say, lift your hands to heaven. It's like, Especially if you're in youth ministry, bro, put those hands down. You're 15 years old. Get some links, you know. But, I, but what I encountered as I came in the doors of this church was I encountered the Spirit of Almighty God. That's what grabbed a hold of me. There was something bigger, something greater, and something that didn't touch me in a natural way, touched me in a spirit way. It's because you and I, friends, every person on this planet, we're not just natural. That's why within you, some of you in this place, you've walked in today, and you've come in, you see the world from a natural perspective, but you're, you're unsettled because there are deeper questions. There's deeper things inside of you. There's an unsettledness in your spirit. It's because you're not just natural, you're spiritual. And everyone in this place, if you just think of yourself and believe of yourself as just natural, you're gonna miss out on something so extraordinary and so great. And the Bible says to the natural person uh, that, that, that there's this, I mean, it's saying that as a natural person, you see everything from a natural point of view. Everything's just natural. To the natural person, everything has a natural answer. To the natural person, everything has a natural explanation. To the natural person, here's what it means. To the natural person, there's no miracles. Miracles don't exist because everything has to have a natural explanation. Nothing can have a supernatural origin. Miracles don't exist. To a natural person, the Bible is just another book. 
It's all it is. It's just a whole bunch of words on a whole bunch of pages like any other book. There's nothing powerful about it. There's nothing supernatural about it. There's nothing that can tr- truly change your life in this book because it's purely just a natural thing. There's no supernatural power to the natural person. It doesn't exist. There's just natural power. It's just what you can create and what you can do. It, to a natural person, there's no gifts of the Holy Spirit. There's no gifts of the prophetic. There's no gifts of healing. There's no gifts of knowledge. There's, there's none of that. It doesn't exist. To the natural person, everything has a natural ex- explanation. Consequently, to the natural person, there's no spirit at all. You have no spirit. You're just DNA. You're just chromosomes. You're just a whole bunch of elements and atoms and all kinds of things that make you who you are. There's only a natural perspective. There's no spiritual perspective. And so you deduce that all down. And ultimately, to the natural person, there's no God. Because God is spirit, the Bible says. So if there's no spirit, there's no God. And so when you come at life from a natural perspective, there is, there's nothing beyond what you see in the natural. And here's the challenge. I don't ever wanna be a Christian that's just a natural Christian. I don't ever wanna just have good morals and good values and go to a good Sunday church that's nice and neat and it makes me look good. And I know about this guy called Jesus. Far too many Christians are just natural Christians. Far too many, I don't ever want us to be just a natural church. Just a good church that does good services, that help people along the way. Listen, I don't ever want us to be a church that just has natural solutions, natural answers, natural insight, natural wisdom, natural power, natural remedies, natural goals, natural vision. I, I, never, I never want us to be, get to the place where it's all just in the natural, what we can do, what we can create, what we're able to achieve. Because if we're gonna see all that God has for us, church, if we're gonna see marriages restored, souls saved, campuses planted, what God has for us achieved, it's going, listen, it's gonna take more than natural ability. It's gonna take more than natural insight, natural wisdom, natural goals, natural talent. And listen, you're very talented. I look at this room, we could have a great church just in our natural ability. We really could, because you guys are amazing. Like those lead pastors on the stage, amazing, gifted. Mike DeVette is one of those guys you hate. He can do everything good. Pick up a golf club, hit like, get a like scratch power within a week. You know, he's just phenomenal, everything. But we could do that. We could create a great church in our natural. But listen, we, can, we should never ever settle for a natural church because what God is calling to us to is going to take more than natural answers. We need supernatural power. We need supernatural insight. We need spirit-led wisdom, spirit-led vision, spirit-led knowledge. We need to tap into the power that's bigger than us and greater than us if we're gonna step into what God has for us. Good preaching from a stool, Steve. You're doing awesome, buddy. Keep it up. Amen. Otherwise, if we don't tap into the more of God, the supernatural power of God, all we achieve will be limited to our natural capacity. All we'll achieve is going to be limited to our natural ability. That's why I love what Paul says. Paul Paul says that he's learned uh, to boast, not in his awesomeness, he's learned to boast in his weakness. Because I learned to boast in my weakness that the power of Christ may rest upon me. What he's saying is, in order to do what God's called me to do, I'm actually not enough. I'm not enough in my own flesh. I'm not enough in my own ability. I need to tap into something greater. If this call and passion and drive that God, I feel God leading me to is what He wants me to do. I need Him. I need more than me. I need greater than what I have. I need to tap into something bigger. Naturally spiritual, spiritually natural. I've been around church a little while. In fact, I've been on staff now. I think this is my 19th year on staff. Uh, so it's, I've been around a little while. I mean, no, sorry, it's my 18th year on staff. So I, got, I, got, I came on staff after one year of being a Christian. They, Pastor Luke t- took a shot on me, man. It was like, 
But I've been around a little while and I've observed people and I've observed myself and I've noticed a couple of types of Christians in church. And and, and I'm I'm gonna paint a little picture to you. This may be you, it may not be you. If it's you, God bless I've noticed a couple of types of people that can sometimes hang around in church. Here they are. Firstly, there's the lazy but spiritually busy. The lazy but spiritually busy. It's the kind of person that like is quite unreliable, kind of flips in and out, commits one day, doesn't commit the next day, but they're super spiro. Super spiro. The Lord is leading them everywhere. Then, then, then there's the other side. There's the busy but spiritually lazy. There's the people in church who are into everything. They serve every week, they do everything, they're involved in everything, but they have a very shallow depth of a spirit-led life. Two, two polar ends of people, and you might sit somewhere on the spectrum there. Here's what I would suggest. I would suggest this, that the best place for all of us to live is to be naturally active, but spiritually attentive. Naturally active, but spiritually attentive. That means you, you get stuck in, in the natural, you use the natural, you activate your natural, but you are led and you're attentive and you are following a spirit-led life. Come on, somebody. It means you're active in the natural, but the Spirit is the thing that has your attention. The Spirit of God is what is leading you, not your natural ability. And and I wanna just break down those two kind of categories just for a few minutes. And I wanna give some really practical stuff and I wanna get that out of the way because I wanna pray for you at the end. I feel God leading us to do something together as a church. So I wanna just just hit these things and then move on from those if that's all right. So I wanna look at some things you can do to maximise yourself in your natural. Because you are both naturally spiritual and spiritually natural. You, you, are, you are both natural and you're both spiritual. We can't limit ourselves to the natural, otherwise we don't achieve all that God has called us to achieve. But, but you can do some stuff in the natural to make you better. Here's the first thing you could do. Number one, work hard. Great preach. This is like mind-bending stuff, like mind-bending stuff. We're going deep today, church. We're getting in there, man. This is like, I'm glad I came to 5 p.m. I've got to work harder. Work, work hard. We, we were recently, uh, as a part of our sabbatical, we, were in, we went to Disneyland or Disney World. I'll tell you, no harder job on planet Earth than being a live character that walks around Disney World. Like, I'm telling you, bro, if you're dressed up in a goofy suit, if you're Peter Pan rocking around, if you're Cinderella, you are never allowed to break character. Like all day, it's 40 degrees in Florida and you're in a goofy suit, man. Like you'd be sweating bullets in the goofy suit. You can't break character. Little kids all around you, tugging on you, punching you, pulling you, can't break character. Sweaty old Barry, who's got a bald head but still rocks the ponytail in a tank top, giving you side hugs if you're Peter Pan. You can't break character. No tougher job. I'm telling you, these guys work flipping hard at Disney World. They're earning their Disney money. That's what they're doing. It's incredible to watch. It's phenomenal to see. But one of, listen, one of the things that you and I can do in our natural is actually learn to have a good work ethic. Actually work hard. Don't, don't, listen, some of you need to stop cutting corners. Stop bad-mouthing your boss on Instagram. He can see it. <laughs> slacking off at work today. Bro, it's public forum. Like, what are you doing? Everyone can see that you're slacking off a word. Hate my job. Cool, you're not gonna have it too long, right? Listen, as a people of God, the Bible says that we should do everything we do as unto the Lord. Like you you don't work for a boss, you work for the King of Kings, my man. Like 
When you show up to work, give your best, bring your best, bring excellence. Don't cut corners. Don't trim. Don't do the things that you shouldn't do. Listen, show up on time. Millennials, show up on time. Amen. Hashtag truth going on down here. Stop hashtag living your truth and just hashtag hear the truth. I'm so bad. I'm so sorry. Listen, if I have one thing to like bugbear and pick apart about Instagram, it's hashtag live your truth. Like stop living your truth and get to know the truth. His name's Jesus. He's the way, the truth and the life. You follow you, you're gonna go somewhere you don't wanna go. Follow your heart. No, don't. The Bible says the heart is wicked above all things. If you follow it, you're gonna end up in a ditch somewhere. It ain't gonna go good for you. The way, the truth and the life, His name's Jesus. Stick with Him, you'll be fine. Hashtag follow Jesus. Be reliable, be trustworthy. Be the kind of person that's dependable. If you're just sitting there going, why aren't I getting promoted? Maybe you're not working hard. Maybe you're doing like the bare minimum. Maybe you're just doing average. Maybe you don't care. Maybe, like, well, ask yourself these questions, work hard. When it comes to serving in church, work hard. Actually get involved, get stuck in, show up in the time you're supposed to be here, finish when it's finished, do it with excellence, serve as unto the Lord. If you're parking cars, man, park them like Noah parked the animals on the ark, two by two, man. Like I'm not still going one by one. I'm two by two in these cars in here, right? Do what you can do. Work hard at what you do. Simple thing to do in the natural. If you wanna be better in the natural, actually learn to work hard. You aren't gonna get nothing for free. It's naturally active. Second thing you can do is this, manage yourself. If you, wanna, if you wanna achieve and succeed and do better in the natural, learn to manage yourself. I'm currently sitting on a stool to preach this message. This is the kind of message I wanna be dominating the stage. I mean, I wanna be shouting and jumping and doing all kinds of things. But I'll let you guys in on this, man. Three, three or four months ago, Bex and I went on a sabbatical. We were gone for 12 Sundays. Two weeks in, I got a virus that went right into my inner ears and it affected my, the labyrinth in my inner ears and uh, caused me to have like crazy vertigo, dizziness, nausea, headaches, fatigue for nine weeks. So I was like absolutely kaput for nine weeks. So my body's been fighting this virus. I've still got residual issues with my inner ears. And so they caused me like, pain and pressure and then they affect my balance and my, my like kind of, I get lightheaded from time to time, especially if I'm standing and exerting, which is exactly what preaching is, like stand, exert, go crazy, like, Ugh. you know what I mean? I was raking my son's long jump pit at athletics the other day. I was like raking it and then going, leaning on the rake, man. So my body's like kind of not quite where it, needs, should, where it should be. It's kind of recovering still. The virus has kind of run its course, but there's some residual issues going on and stuff. So uh, I'm having to preach from a stool. I hope you don't mind. I, listen, I say, that, I say that not to get your sympathy, although if you have it, I'll take some. But I say that because I believe in the power of prayer and I believe in a praying church and I need you to have our back and just pray for us is all I ask you to do. Uh, but I'll tell you this, we're doing everything we can in the spiritual to deal with this. Like literally hundreds of people are praying for me. I've had like tens of people put their hands on me and pray for me and anoint me. I've been like just doing everything in the spiritual that I know to do to see God show up and do a miracle. But in the meantime, guess what I'm doing? Everything else I can do in the natural to make sure I manage myself well so I don't get taken out too early, you know what I'm saying? So listen, you can believe God for the breakthroughs in your life, but learn to manage yourself well at the same time. I'm drinking like four litres of water a day. I'm eating good. I'm sleeping good. I'm managing my schedule. I'm doing all the things that I know to do. I'm preaching from a stool so I don't fall over. Like I'm doing all the things in the natural that I know to do to manage myself. Some of you, you're burning out. Listen, the best you is the healthiest you. 
the best you that God can use is actually the healthiest you. So get yourself healthy. Learn to like sleep well, like get to bed on time, like sleep in on the right side of the clock, not the wrong side of the clock. Go to bed on time. Some of you stay up watching Netflix till two in the morning and wonder why you're tired. Hello, friends. Be disciplined in your life. Build some of these things. Look, this sounds like really good advice, but if you search the Scriptures, you'll find it there. You'll find it there, man. Eat well. I look out of the room, I see Ferraris, Bugattis, Lamborghinis. I see McLarens. Like you guys aren't no like Nissan Sunny from 1982. You guys, there's some legit high-end vehicles in here. You don't fuel a Ferrari on 91. You just don't do it. It gets the premium fuel. If you wanna fuel your body, get the premium fuel. Get the good stuff going in you. Stop eating Maccas every day. Nothing wrong with Maccas, love them. Bless them in Jesus' Name. Ronald has been great to many people. But let me say, For you long-term to go into what God's got for you, you need to manage your life, manage your body, sleep well, get some exercise, keep margin, learn to to, to do the things you need to do to manage yourself better. Don't throw everything into one thing. Keep balance, have things around you that fill you and fulfill you and have hobbies and hang out with friends and do the things that you need to do, right? If you let it, church will suck the life out of you. Jesus won't, He'll give you life. But the church will like suck it out of you, man. You come, you can throw yourself into anything, everything, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and it will, it will take everything from you if you let it. Don't let it. Like serve what you do. Be, bring the best of what you do. Give God everything you have. But at the same time, don't allow this to consume your world. Actually keep those margins so you are sleeping good and you are spending time with your family. And you are, this, this is probably the most spiritual advice some of you will ever hear. This right here. It really is. Like we, we don't want you to die in this church. You know what I mean? Like, just give yourself, like we sacrifice ourselves on the altar of busyness in church life, man. Like Jesus says, like give your life as a living sacrifice. It means serve Him with every part of who you are and let Him into everything that you are. But don't, don't come here and just kill yourself on the altar of ministry, friends. It's not what we want you to do. Naturally act. Naturally, let's move on. Number three, what can you do in the natural? You can set culture. And this is a church thing, man. This, I wanna speak to this as a, at a church level, is that when you come to places like this in the natural, you can activate culture in your outworking that'll help to set a tone and an atmosphere of faith in a church service. Like when you go to church, if you sit there like this, quiet and doing nothing, you are not engaging with what God is doing. Amen means I agree. So when, like, sometimes we think, oh, if I say amen, you just want me to stroke your ego. I want you to say amen because I want you to agree and enter in with the Word of God. Because when you come into agreeance with the Word of God, that's when it transforms your life, right? So, so when you come to church, come, bring faith, bring expectation, set culture, be generous, like, have passion about Jesus. Don't, don't be a wet rag, be a fire starter, man. Come on, let's get this party going. Naturally active, naturally active. You, this is just three little things you can do, but we don't just stop at being naturally active. We have to be spiritually attentive. Your, your natural activeness will only take you to one level, but if you're gonna go beyond that, if we collectively are gonna go beyond that, we have to be spiritually attentive, spirit-led. So, so let me look into that a little bit more. I believe God is calling us, I actually believe God's calling us as a church, and, and we've just done 21 days of prayer, and we've just had heart and souls everywhere, but I believe that God's calling us to foster a greater level of spiritual attentiveness greater level of a spirit-led life individually and corporately. Here's some things you can do. If you wanna foster a spirit-led life, number one, begin everything with prayer. Begin everything with prayer. Like, like invite God into everything. Often we segment stuff, right? like that's church life and then that's my devotion time and then God's done. We amen like a full stop. Treat amen like a comma. It's like more to come. 
So, so invite God into everything. We've just done 21 days of prayer. Don't let the 21 days be the only 21 days you pray this year. There's a whole bunch more days to go uh, that, that you can engage and you can stir your faith and you can begin to lean into God. Uh, you need to learn to pray when you go into anything and everything. When you get in that Uber, you know you gotta pray. Go down to get the dairy to get that dodgy curry, you gotta pray. When the blues are about to kick off, in Jesus' Name, you better be praying, friends. Two from two right now. The Lord is good. Don't tell me He's not good. The Lord is good, man. Invite, invite God into, into everything. There should be a, a level of commitment into the call of God that you realise that if God doesn't show up in this, I'm stuffed. And so you gotta invite God, say, God, come in. God, show up. God, I need you to help me. You can go into every single day just thinking, I can tackle this naturally but you'll only achieve what you can in the natural. If you invite God in at the start of every day, at the beginning of every meeting, before that exam, before that phone call, before that conversation, you'll be amazed at what God will do because you're now not just coming at a natural thing, you're coming from a Spirit-led perspective. Jesus said this, man shall not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Why do you say that? Because you can't exist and survive serving God on the natural alone. Bread will only fuel your body. You need something that fuels your spirit. You need something that takes you further than that. Have, foster, listen, this is so baseline, but foster a meaningful daily prayer and devotion life where you connect and commune with God, where you're being spirit-led, where the Word of God is getting on the inside of you. Make a home, like find a home in, in the Word of God. Find a home in the Word of God, like where your heart has a home where it speaks to you. This, is, this, is, this isn't just a book, man. This is living and active. And of itself, it says it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Living and active, piercing deep into the things of you. If you wanna be more spirit-led, get more of this in you. This, is, this, will, this will convict you and change you and shape you and lead you into the paths of life that God has for you. I was, um, as a teenager, I had many little jobs that I did. And one of my jobs was I worked at a warehouse um, and my job at the warehouse, not the warehouse, like a, like, a produ- like, a, like a production warehouse, not where everyone gets a bargain, just like a warehouse, right? And on the floor, there's forklifts moving stuff around, pallets and stuff. And my job was up in the office. I used to do admin, like real boring stuff. And it was actually at that job that I first encountered the presence of God in my life. That's just a whole nother story. But, but I was upstairs and they needed some help on the floor. So I got taken down on the floor in the warehouse. And there was a guy there. I was like 13 years old. No, no, I was like 16, 17 years old. So there was a guy there who um, was driving a forklift and he goes, hey bro, do you know how to drive a forklift? And, and no guy, no man wants to admit he can't drive something. I'm just telling you that much. So internally I'm going, nope. Externally I go, oh uh, yeah. He goes, cool, I just need that pallet moved over there. I'm gonna go do something. So I'm like, oh yeah, sweet. So I go over there and he's like, I'm like, hey, just, just rem- I haven't driven this kind before. Just remind me of what, and he's like, oh yeah, that, 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 that. I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. No idea, no idea. So I'm just like pulling levers, pushing pedals. The thing launches forward. The forks are like two feet off the ground. It goes straight into the pallet of stuff that I'm supposed to be picking up. White powder just starts pouring out of the bags in the thing. My nose was itchy, I was real wide. I don't know what kind of powder it was, but... <laughs> I was like, oh no. And then the boss, the big boss, he sees it and he goes running over and he's holding his head. He's going, oh, big damage. Oh, big damage, big damage. And he kicks me out of the thing, sends me back upstairs, man. I was like freaking out. You know what I needed in that moment? I I needed someone not to just give, give me quick instructions. I needed a helper. 
I need someone to sit with me in the forklift and make sure I really knew what I was doing and guide me on the process and say, no, no, don't pull that one, push that one. Okay, don't go there, like do this. I needed a helper along the way. And I, listen, I'm so thankful that Jesus, when He left, He gave the great commission to His disciples, right? He said, go into all the world and preach the Gospel, make disciples, baptise them. He gave this commission to go and do something. And He said, but wait, don't, don't do that until you receive from me the helper. I'm gonna send him to you. And the helper, the Holy Spirit is gonna be with you from that moment. Then you can go and do what I've called you to do. If you try and do it before that, you have a natural response. You'll have a natural action. You need more than that to do what I've called you to do. I'm gonna send you the helper. Friends, there is a helper available to you. His name is the Holy Spirit. And if you tap into Him and you get filled with Him, you get baptised in the Holy Spirit and you foster a daily relationship with Him, He will lead you into paths of life. He will direct your steps. Come on, friends. Get more of the Holy Spirit in your life. Get more of the Holy Spirit. Some of you are full of everything else but God. Here's, an, here's, something, here's some advice. If you're sick of being full of everything else, get full on the Holy Spirit. You know, when I'm full of food, the thought of eating something else, I'm like, ugh, I can't do that. And some of you are so full of sin in your life. And what you need as a remedy is to get full of the Holy Spirit because then you're just not hungry for it anymore. You lost your appetite for those things because you're full of something else. Naturally active, but spiritually attentive. Number two, number two, real quick, we're gonna fly through these. Number two, look for the God solution. Look for the God solution. If all you're looking at in the things and challenges in life that you have is the natural solution, you're gonna miss what God is doing. I love how Pastor Luke talks about our campuses and our sites and our schools and our locations and all the miraculous moments of provision where we bought, you know, like $13 million of property with no money. And then we bought this multi-million dollar property with no money. He's like, in every single situation, there was a God factor in it. There was, a, there was this God solution. There was a God window where God, the hand of God seemed to move and we had to move with it. And he's like, we had a conversation the other day. He says, if the God factor doesn't come into play, we don't move. We don't, we don't try and force it in the natural if God's hand is in honour. Friends, in all your interactions, in the conversations, look for those God moments. Look for those ones where God opens a window for opportunity to share. Look for those moments where God opens a door for you to pray for that person. Look for the God solution in that problem and say, God, what would you do in this situation? Allow yourself to be spirit-led in those difficult things. Number three, naturally active, but spiritually attentive. Number three, I've said it like this, pray in tongues every day. Pray in tongues every day. If you, if you want another sub point, which probably precedes this point, it's get filled with the Holy Spirit. Get baptised in the Holy Spirit. That's what you need, man. If you wanna be Spirit-led, you need to be filled and baptised and overflowing and outpouring with the Holy Spirit. You need the power of heaven to fill your life. Friends, pray in tongues every day. The Bible says that tongues edifies you. It builds you up. And if you wanna have a Spirit-led life, no better way to do it than, listen, yes, pray in the natural. Paul says, I pray in the natural, but I also pray in the Spirit. Pray in the natural. Start praying in the Spirit because it, it bypasses brain, it's Spirit to Spirit and it will build you up and will cause you to be more attentive to the things of the Spirit in your life. And on that note, like don't run away from opportunities to use your spiritual gifts. Like that, if you wanna be Spirit-led, use the gifts that God's put on you, the supernatural gifts that He's put on your life, use them. If you use them, you'll be coming in line with His power and running through you. Like, like when those things go on in church and someone needs prayer and there's an opportunity for you to pray, I mean, you're like, um, I'll get someone else. You know, like, no, like engage in the opportunities 
to use your spiritual gifts. When someone's like getting free from something, it gets a bit crazy, and we're like, I'm running away because this is kind of awkward. No, no, engage in opportunities to use your spiritual gifts. You'll grow in them. You'll see God move in your life through them. Number four, naturally, naturally active, but spiritually attentive. Number four, simply this. Maybe the band can join me. That'd be amazing. Get around spiritual people. If you wanna be more spirit-led, get around spiritual people. I don't mean go like get around the psychics and the mediums and the spiritual people. I mean get around Holy Spirit-filled, faithful Christian believers. That's what I mean. Get around a church family. I've discovered this. And maybe you've discovered this and noticed this as well. The less church I have, the more natural I become. And maybe that's just me. But the less church I have, the less engagement I have with the family of God, with the people of God, the less I sit under the Word of God, the less I collectively come and worship Jesus with a whole bunch of other believers, the less church I have, the more natural I become. And here's one bit of advice. And I feel I can say this now because I have the authority of the senior pastor. My advice is this. If you're kind of sick of being so natural and you wanna be more spirit-led, I would say this, make getting to Sunday church a number one priority in your life. Like a number one priority. Like nothing, nothing can rob it, nothing can take it. And it's like, no, no, man, Sunday we go to church. If you don't wanna have just a natural family with natural family answers, me and my house, we serve the Lord, we get in church on Sunday. Hell or high water, we get into church. Rain, hail, shine, we get into church. Whatever comes our way, we get into church. Why? Because there's something powerful about getting around the family of God, the body of Christ and collectively. When you rub shoulders with spiritual people, or that's why you walk out of church feeling more pumped up in the things of God. You came in feeling, oh, I feel so terrible. And you walk out going, I can do anything. Why? It's because you got around spiritual people. And, and we sharpen it. The Bible says, as iron sharpens iron, a friend sharpens a friend, brother sharpens a brother. It's this amazing like symbiotic thing where we work together and we, we, we pump each other up and we edify each other and we build each other up. And you walk out of this place with a greater awareness and a greater sensitivity to the things of God. Come Monday, it sort of starts to wear off a little. That's why you gotta have a small group. A small group will help you, keep sharpening you up. Get around Spirit-filled people. Get around big people. Get around people that are operating at a level spiritually that's higher than you. Like get around, because it rubs off on you. Passionate people, people excited and full with the things of God. I mean, you get around someone like that, you walk away going, man, I need more Jesus. I need more of the Word. I need more, what you just, it just inspires you, man. Make church a priority. I'd say that to every camp, no matter what campus you're from. Like the, the thing, I, I think, I reflect on my life sometimes. And I think about the thing that's caused me to grow the most. Firstly, it was serving, just serving in the house of God faithfully. The second thing is just been showing up to church every single week. And I know I have no choice. But I tell you what, like sitting in multiple services a day, it's even better. Like it's even better. I'm like, I just get more and more and more and more. And I walk out of this place, I feel, man, just on top of the world. And Jesus just amazing. Make, no matter what campus you're from, make it a priority. I challenge you. I commend you to make Sunday church an absolute priority. Get in there, get behind it, man. Get around spiritual people. You'll be amazed at how more spirit-led your life becomes when you rub shoulders and connect with the family of God. It's an amazing thing. Naturally active, spiritually attentive. 
Let's work in the natural. Amen. Let's work in the natural. Do everything we can do in the natural. Absolutely. But not limit ourselves to just natural ability because you'll only go so far in the natural. And some of your faith has been purely natural to this point. You said yes to Jesus. There was a divine supernatural exchange. But up after that, that's as far as you went. And so it's all working in the natural. Can I tell you, there is a supernatural power available to you. He's called the Holy Spirit. And if you allow Him and ask Him, He will come in and enter your life and fill you from the depth of who you are to overflowing. He will endow you with spiritual gifts and you will be baptised in the Holy Spirit and you'll be baptised in fire. And you'll walk out of this place a different person, empowered to live the life that God has got for you. God's got more for us, church. I believe it with all my heart. Believe it with all my heart. What we have is amazing, but it's just the beginning. And if God has territory for us to take, God has got, is positioning us for more, more souls, greater influence. And if we're gonna step, I believe if we're gonna step into the season that God has got for us, then as a church collectively, we need to engage with the Spirit of God. We need to engage, be a people that see more of the miraculous. I'm, I'm, this is why I'm, feel in my heart. We're going to see more of the miraculous. We're going to see more supernatural outpouring. We're going to see more supernatural blessing and breakthrough in lives like we've never seen before. But it takes a church that is naturally active, but spiritually attentive. Come on, let's stand to our feet tonight. Everyone across this room, can you lift your hands to heaven? Can lead pastors, can you guys join me up on the stage? That would be amazing. hands to heaven all around this place. I'm believing for a greater outpouring of God's Spirit in this house and in our campuses than ever before. That we will be a people, not just naturally active, but we will be spiritually attentive. That we would know the leading, the guidance, the voice, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And right now in Jesus' Name, I declare over every person in this room, Every church campus here, God, we cannot do this if we just do it on our own. God, we can't do this if it's just in the natural. God, we need Your supernatural outpouring upon us in the Name of Jesus. God, we can only achieve so much in the natural, but we need to go beyond that. Lord, You're calling us to more. You're calling us to greater. The ground and territory, the strongholds to tear down, we cannot do it on our own. God, we need You in this place. So right now, I release a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit, a fresh outpouring of the Spirit of God on every life in this room. I pray for those right now who have never received the baptism in the Holy Spirit. I ask in the Name of Jesus, receive it now, receive it now. Top of your head to the bottom of your feet. Lord, reveal and unleash the gifts of the Holy Spirit on every single life. God, I pray that in the Name of Jesus, we will be a people that are attentive to the voice of the Spirit. You're leading, you're guiding, your power. God, I pray that we would be a people that walk not just in words, but in power. Lord, that we would see that the deaf ears open, blind eyes open. Lord, that those who are oppressed will be set free in the Name of Jesus. I ask it now. And we declare Your goodness, Your sovereignty and Your power. God, we will boast in nothing. Not, we will boast only in our weakness that the power of Christ may rest upon us. We need You, we honour You and we worship You today. In Jesus' Name, can we just sing this song together? Let's declare it with all we've got. Lord, we need more of You, Jesus. Lord, we need more of You. We can't do this on our own, God. And so we lift our voices, we lift our hands and we declare today that You are good. We declare today that You are our Lord 
And we ask now in this moment for a supernatural outpouring of the fire of God in this house. Then we would leave here different and changed and stirred in our faith in Jesus' name. Come on, let's sing.